Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of My Favorite Conservative. I am Edward. And I am Andrea, but I am not conservative. You're not? No, but he is my very favorite conservative. Oh, thank you. And we are back live today. I was in LA two weeks ago and we did have a pre-recorded episode for that. And then Edward was in Florida last week. So we apologize. We have not been live in three weeks, but we are back now. Okay. Listed. Um, that is correct. So we, we have, let's just do it right now. Yeah. Okay. Go right it, there. And then. it happens, ladies. It happens. <laughs> no. All right. Keep talking. I'll fix it. Live on the air, fixing the lipstick that we literally uh, just checked. Okay. Yes. Yes. I don't know what it is. You need to get ah. some sort of different stuff. Okay. Perfect. Yay. Yes. Okay. Right. Continue. Can we do a show now? <laughs> yes, we can do a Thank show. Thank you very much. That's no, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, we've been traveling. There's been a lot going on, obviously, in the world. And even though we weren't here, we have been staying up on things for sure for our audience. Yes, we have. And so, what is our topic today? Because I know you wrestled with quite a few. I did. Yeah. We didn't want to. I'm going to interrupt. Can I interrupt? <clears throat> the one Please. thing I said to Edward was, I don't want us to talk about Fanny, what the fuck's her name? Willis. Willis. I didn't even, I'm so done over it. <laughs> Did not want to hear any more about that court case. So we're not going to talk about that. What are we going to talk about? Uh, 253, 253. Okay, 253. Uh, I'll, I'll bite. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, 253. It is a presidential election year. Well, duh, I knew that. 2024. And yes. we have 253 days until the election. Okay, that well, sounds about what, right. Well, kind of. Wait, what do you mean? Well, unless you live in Delaware or North Carolina, then you only have 193 days until the election because they start their mail-in balloting 60 days before the election. Okay, <laughs> that is insane. That is too, too that's much. crazy. Yes. Yeah, that, that's a whole nother That's a there. whole nother, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, you know, it's crazy, but today we're going to look at the state of the presidential race okay. for the Democrats. Okay, yes. We're only, we're only going to focus on this. And by the way, congrats to Donald Trump for a 20-point win in South Carolina last night. Not shocking. No. It, in fact, Nikki Haley's kind of calling it a victory because it wasn't 30 points. So. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's that's that. a justification for staying in the race. <laughs> in so. her own state. In her own state. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. But anyway. That's a loss, Nikki. That's a loss. So we're going to look at the Democrats. And I okay. know since you were once a proud Democrat, uh, I can't wait to hear your insight. Okay. On what planet did you ever hear me say I was a proud Democrat? Ever. Ever. So just for the record, okay. again, for people who maybe are new to our show, I registered as an independent when I turned 18, living in Southern California, and I voted in my first election two years later for Bill Clinton, and I was not a proud Democrat. I was a proud independent. I only became a Democrat so I could start voting in the primaries because at that time in California, they were closed primaries. I don't think they are anymore. That is literally the only reason I switched my political affiliation and it's back to independent. So no, I'm a proud <laughs> independent. Well, you know, to, I can understand where you're coming from because I am not a proud Republican by any stretch. You're not? Oh, the Republican party of the establishment sucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, that's why you always say I'm a little R, yes, not a big R. Correct. 
absolutely <laughs> correct. So, okay. But the reason I wanted to talk about the Democrats <laughs> today is because of the Gallup poll uh, that was released this week. And yes, and, and and Gallup is not known to be friendly to conservatives or no, you know, no, it's but pretty middle of the road. Yeah, slightly left, but okay, is more middle of the road than most polls that are out there. Okay. So, you know, they, they came out with a report that said uh, Americans approval of President Joe Biden's job performance has edged down three percentage points to 38 percent, just one shy of his all time low and well below the 50 percent threshold that is typically led to reelection for incumbents. So my first thought is, so have has there ever been an incumbent president reelected with an approval rating below 40 percent? Uh, yeah, the Gallup really, you know, really only started until, uh, you know, I guess it was the Truman administration. So we basically go back to World War II. Okay. And since that time, um, there's only, uh, only been George W. Bush, okay. uh, in 2004, he had a 48% approval rating and, but he was a wartime president, which definitely matters. We're so the answer to my pre my question below forty percent is a no. Go oh, forty below oh, forty. God. That was my question. <laughs> oh, below oh, forty. Oh no. Yeah, you below, listen. below fifty percent. Fifty percent is always the threshold. Okay. So if you're below fifty, but that was God, my point. Below yeah, God 40, forbid you're below forty. Below no. forty, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and it, it, as a matter of fact, I was actually looking up uh, Biden's approval ratings over his illustrious three and a half years here <laughs> so far. Uh, or three years, and he dropped below fifty percent six months after he took office. Well, and because his, it, it, he just because inflation just, he just shot through the roof and everything. He, he just did basically wrong. ended every decent policy Trump ever had. And I'm not a big Trumper, and <laughs> yeah. I didn't vote for Trump, but Trump yeah. did do some good things. You said that without clenching your teeth. I that did. Was impressive. I did. Very, I very did. impressive. Still didn't say I was going to vote for him, but yeah. yeah but it, the article says, uh, in addition, Biden registers subpar approval ratings for his handling of five key issues facing the U.S., including a new low of 28 percent for immigration. Okay. And readings ranging from 30 to 40% for the situation in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas, foreign affairs, the economy, and Ukraine. So, so basically, there's three buckets here. There's immigration, mm -hmm. there's foreign policy, and I'm, I'm lumping foreign affairs, the Middle East, and Ukraine into yeah. foreign policy. And um, and then there is the Ukraine. No, no, the economy. Oh, yeah. Oh, so there's three buckets that, yeah. is my point. There's kind of three buckets here. Yeah. And he has sucked on all of those things. I would say the answer to that is yes. 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 That's an easy yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His, in fact, his approval rating hasn't risen above 44 percent, 44 percent since August of 2021. We're now in 2024. Ooh, so, wow. Yeah. And his 39.8% average uh, for his third year in office was the second worst among post World War II presidents elected to their first term. Who would number one be if he's the second worst? Carter. There you go. Yeah, it was easy. And <laughs> I, I mean, and right now he's on that trajectory yeah. with Carter of not getting reelected. Oh. I mean, he's absolutely that's that's a, for for my fellow Democrats. I don't know. I'm an independent now. But for my for Democrats, like that's a reality. So what's going to happen? Well, I guess my question is, how is this still a close race? Right. Is it, though? 
you know, it is beside, you know, everything's going to come down to those battleground states. Of course. You know, the same does. ones that Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, what, what do we have, Nevada? Georgia Arizona. didn't used to be a battleground state. No, it didn't. It so. didn't. So, you know, you would think with these kind of numbers, this should be Reagan uh, Dukakis. Oh, yeah. Of 84. Yeah, 84. Yeah. Where Reagan where just mopped the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Or Hubert Humphrey losing 49 states. I just, you know, I want to put a word out there. If you live in a battleground state and you're not sure how you're going to vote, if you live in Ohio or um, it's so hard to picture Georgia as a battleground state, uh, Michigan still is, right? What's another one? Uh, well, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, sort of, Nevada sometimes. If you live in any of those states, the ones that really make a difference, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, Yeah, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah, oh, Arizona, that's right. Yeah, Arizona's in the mix. I I think the reason that it's still close, even though we still actually don't have nominees, uh, is because Donald Trump is going to be running on the Republican side. Well, yeah, and there just there are enough people who hate Trump oh, yeah. who can't pull the lever for him, and yeah. I'm one of those people that I'm. I actually don't hate him, I but I I feel like I just don't know if I could do it. I, I don't know. Not I couldn't vote for Biden either. I mean, I feel like we we need to. I've said it before. Get these old men, both of them, off the tickets. But um, so but there's no question that Trump's going to be the nominee for the Republican Party. Well, I think some people on the left would say, yeah, if he's in jail. If if he's not in jail. (laughs) Okay. But so what are the alternatives, though, for the Democrats? Right. Well, I guess the the, first question is, if if you don't think Biden can go or should go, how do you get him out? Yes. Okay. So (laughs) how do you get him out? I think a really easy one that wouldn't be hard to prove would be the 25th Amendment. Yes. However... That has to begin with the vice president calling a vote of the cabinet. No way. Really? Way. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So, oh, Kamala's never going to do right, that. Well, here's my conspiracy theory. Oh, going. God. All right. Let, let's go with this one. <laughs> okay. So, you, you know, nobody wants Kamala to run. No. she's a certified idiot. Yes. How do you get her out of there? Right? Okay. Somebody who's kind of almost a double agent, if you will, from the administration says, we need to 25th Amendment Joe. Okay. Convinces her to go ahead and have this coup d'etat. Okay. It backfires on her. I mean, I think she would want to do it. Don't get me wrong. I think she wants it desperately. Yeah, either that or she realizes it's just a matter of time. If if they do win re-election, you know, she's just got to play the waiting game here right, and watch him, watch right. him crap out. But so. But if, if she goes to this coup d'etat and tries to get the 25th Amendment passed through the cabinet members, they turn on her, which basically forces her to turn her tail and head out of town. So you're saying she's not going to do it? I, I I would say it wouldn't be a smart move, but that might be giving her too much credit. Yeah. So. You know it's crossed her mind many <laughs> times. You know. Yeah. You know, in the yeah. privacy of her home with her husband, they have now, talked Now, about. I will say when biden first selected her and i really didn't know that much about her yeah in in terms of you know you saw her secretary of state and and these scripted things yeah i thought the plan was and you could see biden obviously mentally going downhill immediately yeah i thought 
after the midterms, they're going to force Biden out. But Kamala has been so bad that they realize they can oh, do shit. it. Yeah. They Sorry, can do potty it. mouth today, but ah! oh my gosh, there's no way that they could put Kamala in charge of this country. So yeah. Yeah, that 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 was her downfall is her being her. Right? Yes. And then I think we have the the other, you know, I just don't know how much power she really has, but I think it's really clear that Jill Biden loves being first lady. There are a lot of rumors. I don't think these are conspiracies, but there are a lot of rumors that she's the one that pushed Joe to run, that she's the one that made it happen, that she's the one kind of driving, you know, driving that wheel, whatever the analogy is. So if that's the case, how do you get Jill Biden be, to get on board? Well, I, I saw something interesting the other day when they were asking her about him not running. Yeah. And she basically turned it about into herself where she, did. she wants to stay there because she just started teaching a course at a local community college. Now, I hate to break it to you, Jill. If your husband's not president, you can still teach, teach a, course. a course at a local community <laughs> college. Just, just, I've taught courses at college. Yeah. Come on. So I have no was doubt. Was that her reason? Well, that was one of the things that she was putting out there. We're so entrenched in here. And, you know, she could she be. She wants power. Oh, there's power. no power. So how do you no think question. they get Jill Biden out? I know you had a creative well, idea. Well, I think with Jill Biden, one of the things that she's always been jealous of, Joe Biden's always been jealous of, you know, remember when Joe Biden was a senator, he hung around, you know, the Kerrys and the very, very wealthy senators, right. the Kennedys, right? They were all good buddies, but they had FU money. They did. Right. Have, yeah. They did. Joe Biden, you know, lunch pail Joe never had <laughs> until China, of course, but still doesn't have that kind of money. So my theory <laughs> is just like the Obamas got when they left office is they could promise like a Netflix deal to Jill you know, here's $50 million for doing basically nothing. You could be, a, a, you know. I don't know. See, I just don't know that would be enough for her. That what, doesn't what, give her right, power. What's, what's the number? <laughs> is it, is it a dollar number? Or I, I don't know. I think, I think the dollar amount would have to be so insanely high, but it still doesn't give her power. It takes away her title as first lady, which I think in her mind always was, yes, I'm going to get eight years at this job. And um, and also, I think Netflix would be stupid to do it because she's not that interesting. No, it, that, that that's just a vehicle for pushing money through. I know. I'm right, just saying right. that I, I don't think that's going to work. I think she clearly does not care about the health and decline of her husband. No, I'll put that out there. I I, I, I think that yeah, unlike a Nancy Reagan who protected Ronald Absolutely. Reagan. Absolutely. Yes with daggers coming out of her eyes you yeah. know, kind of a thing. But with Jill, I think she just has this mentality of this power that she craves and it will be difficult to get her out. There's yeah. no question about that. But I think, I think the, the power brokers, if you will, of the democratic party will come to her and say, all right, Jill, here's the deal. You can take a boatload of money here or your husband's going to lose and you're going to be out without any money, only your money yes. that you've, you know, got from China and a few other things. So, okay. Yeah. And, and nobody's clamoring for Joe Biden to write a book. Yeah. He can't read a book, much less write a book in, in his mental capacity. Okay. Um, so let's talk about, I'm going to, I'm going to save the best for last. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's save this, the best for last. Right. 
Um, let's, we talked about Kamala. Um, you, you know, I'm going to say one more thing about Kamala. I really thought the way they would get her out of trying to run again with Joe, like even as the Veep, I thought they were going to offer her a Supreme Court seat, <laughs> but they gave it to Kentonji Jackson. So, yeah. Oops. Well, I think they realized once they heard her speak that, can you imagine her being a Supreme Court justice? Okay, Clarence she, Thomas doesn't talk. No, but she wouldn't do any work. Oh, of course She not. just want all no. of her clerks to do everything for her. Yes. Now, Clarence Thomas didn't talk for like 25 years. Now you can't shut him up. Yeah. He, he, he's yapping on the... You know. But I'm just saying, like, I, I think that could have been a promise to her that she would have taken, but that's off the table. It's not an option anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about, like say, let's save the best for last. Okay. Um, in fact, I'd like to do these in order of least to most important. Okay. All right, let's talk about Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg, as yes. I call him, because I can never pronounce his name. Um, why do you think he's a viable candidate? There's no he's way. He's a darling of the left. He, you know, he's young. He speaks well. Yeah, he's, he's supposedly intelligent, although, you know, he and Vivek Ramaswamy kind of came up at the same time. They he both did, did the, the same, the, the same colleges, the yeah. universities, whatever. And listening to Vivek talk about policy versus word salads from Pete Buttigieg <laughs> are just absolutely night and day. It sounds great what Pete's saying, but but I would love to see that debate. Oh God. that debate oh, would be that, fun. That would be fascinating. That would be like a, the Ron DeSantis. Yeah. That would be a pay per view that I would actually pay for. <laughs> yeah, and watching watching Pete. Okay, um, so let's talk about another sort of dark horse you have here. Um, Gretchen Whitmore. She's the, Whitmer. She's Whitmer? the governor's governor, square head. Governor of Michigan? Michigan, yes. Okay. Yes. You think or, she's a viable candidate? Or as really? they call her, Big Gretch, as she calls herself. No Big way. Big Gretch. Why does she yeah. call herself Big Gretch? Uh, I guess she's... Is she tall? Maybe she's tall. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So why do you think she's a I possible... think she is because they need a female. They would love a black female, of course, but they need they, they have to have a female there aren't too many viable alternatives out there. She has been very loyal. Um, mm. She went huge lockdown on the COVID stuff, right? Okay, yeah. She towed the line like nobody's business. Um, yeah, and she she loves the limelight. She really does. And she's, yeah. you know, and she's, she's an attractive woman. Yeah. yeah. And uh, with swing a square state. head. What's that? Swing state too. That... Yeah, swing state yeah. Michigan. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you have any so. idea what her approval ratings are? I do not up there. Let us That's know, a, audience. Yeah. Gretchen Whitmer. Big Gretch. Um, yeah. yeah. So. All right. And I said, let's save the best for last because everybody's well, chattering about it. What? About him? No. Oh, well, that's not the best. We, the still, best? we still have one more to go. That's the, I mean, let's save the best for last. We're oh, about yeah. to do it. Oh, yeah. All right. No, well, no. We, All right. We've got one more. No, we your don't. Your former governor. Oh, God, ah, sorry. You're yes. right. Governor <laughs> Hair Gel. All right. Gavin Newsom yes. clearly wants it. Did that debate with Ron DeSantis. Sucked. But um, boy, he is yeah. a good politician. Governor Hair Gel, hat tip to Jennifer O'Connell at redstate.com. Yes. That's what she, she, she gave him that moniker many, did. many years ago. Governor yes. Hair Gel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just like, I mean, he is a very good politician he, he is, really is it's scary but unfortunately two things one was the DeSantis debate that you mentioned where he got his butt kicked yeah there's no question about that and secondly he's governor of California 
Now, if you think that California is the model that we want for our country, yeah. You're wrong. Yeah, I was luck. just there. <laughs> good no, luck with that. hard no. So, yeah, but they're going to solve that homeless situation any day now. Yeah. Is know. this a good time for me to, to share my homeless story? Uh, feel free. So um, when I was in Los Angeles, uh, you know, there are tent cities everywhere now. And was there this was recently? This was, yeah, this was like two weeks ago. Okay. And so, um, but I didn't see as many this time, but I was under this, I went under this big overpass. And it was so fascinating to me because on one side, there were only two tents. Like, I, I don't know if they had to pay rent for that side of, the, side of the street. I'm not quite sure. On the other side, it was tent after tent after tent. I mean, it was almost like semi-attached housing. They were so close to each other, except for this one structure. And I wanted to give this person credit. I didn't see who it was, but he didn't have a tent. He made a house out of mattresses. Ooh. And I thought that was pretty darn creative. Except when it rains. Ooh. Yes, and they've been getting a lot of rain. I, ha I happen to go the week between the torrential rains that, ah. that are very unusual in Southern California, but have been happening a lot the last few years. And but I thought it was really interesting. It was like tent, 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 <laughs> mattress house, you know. So, um, but yes, I I just I don't see how you can look at California, which is a wonderful state. I lived there all of my adult life until nine years ago. I just don't see how you can look at what's happening there and think that he is going to be good for the country. I really don't see how that's possible. So um, I, I will agree with that. Yeah. Okay. You have to run on an actual record. Yes. Yeah. No, his record sucks. Good, good luck with which that. Which is why DeSantis just. He might just... be a, a handsome politician, but he just, he reeks of sleaziness. Oh, I know. He? That's a slime. No, he's just like a lizard. <laughs> he's just like, ugh. Yeah. All right. So I'm sorry. Best for last. Okay. And who All would right. that be? Lots of rumors going around. Mm -hmm that she could just swoop in at the convention and save the day, former first lady, Michelle Obama. Uh, Big Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Are you giving her a nickname now? No, that's, that's out there in the, uh, oh, it is? In the blogosphere in that the she's blog actually a man. Oh, and uh, God, she's not a man. The nickname is Big Mike. So. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're uh, wrestling with our cat during this particular live oh. stream. So anyway, she's joining us, but yes. Um, well, give us your thoughts on Michelle. I I read that she and Barack have talked to the high ups of the DNC, and they floated the possibility. Now, again, this could all be conspiracy theory. Who knows? Um, I, I've heard some pushback to that, that she has, and she has said publicly many times she has no interest when asked point blank, especially in the last year. Yes, that was the cat. So um, that was her response to Michelle Obama <laughs> becoming <laughs> nominee. Yeah. So, but so I've heard both sides of this, and and you know, if the one side is true that she and Barack have approached the DNC, then clearly there is some interest, right? Um, but you know, publicly, there's no way she would admit, even if it were true. However, I do have a really hard time seeing her sort of saving the world. Um, I, I just, I don't, she has a great life. They have plenty of money. They have many homes. They're doing great. I, I don't see her wanting that kind of stress in her life. If anything, I could see the DNA, DNC putting the stress on her and the pressure to do it. Um, and it would be one of those kind of like they do with Hillary and Bill. It was a twofer, you know, you get both Michelle and Obama or Michelle and Brock. Woo. Um, so I, but here's my fear. 
my fear is that she could come in to the convention and all the delegates would be turned over to her. And I think she would beat Trump in a landslide. Okay. Let me ask you this question. What are her qualifications to be president of the United States? None, except she's been first lady. Okay. <laughs> yeah, none. She I mean, even Hillary. No elective office. Even Hillary ever. became a senator. Yes. Now, granted, Trump never did, but Trump was an accomplished person before he uh, ran. Well, for... that would be the argument. That would be the argument. Yeah. yeah. However, I am terrified of this scenario. I really am. And because you think she'll win. Because there are enough low information voters out there that would be just over the moon to see this. It yeah. would be an F you to Trump and that she would motivate so many people. Oh, she would. No There's no that. question. She's an incredible public you know, figure. About two weeks ago, uh, David Axelrod, who, uh, who is Barack and Michelle's, one of their closest confidants, came out, I think he went on CNN and he said, there is no way in the world she is running for office. Yes. She is running for president. She hates politics. In she fact, did. she hates politics so much that when Barack was running for Senate, she only went to two events for him. One was the announcement, and I think one was yeah, right she towards really the end. did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, by him coming out and vociferously saying that no way she's running, that means she's running. She's okay. considering it for sure. Yeah, because what they want to do is they want to show this, oh, I don't need this. I can't. I, I just, uh, you know, I've got too much in my life. I'm doing this for the country. Yeah. Save and then the it's going to be, Trump. I'm going to be this reluctant nominee. Right. Now, what's interesting to me, though, is that I've been thinking is the, you've got the conventions coming up. All right. Republicans yeah, are, are in the middle of July. Okay. Uh, and and by, by the way, you might not have known this. And a lot of people don't. It is history. Uh, tradition for these conventions is whoever is in office, whatever party's in office goes last. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay? That's so fascinating. Republicans in the middle of July, Democrats in the middle of August, August 18th, 19th, around that time, something like that. So they're just taking over my birthday week. They are. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, dear. <laughs> but but here's my question the ballots are going to already be printed all right you know re just remember when we talked earlier here you're about right. this how many days till the election yes you're talking ballots going out in delaware north carolina they're by early september yeah okay so now you're talking Democrat convention not going to get over till the third week in August. They would still have time. They, they would I don't do think it. they do because things are would. printed up way I in advance. I think they would make it happen. Or is this going to be the greatest writing campaign in history, right? I think they would make it happen. <laughs> so, no, I think I would think they would. No, I think they would totally reprint the ballots. Yeah, whatever. But costs. no, this this actually concerns me greatly um, because of we have so many people in our country who actually vote that do zero research on a candidate. They don't think about it. They just absorb well, what they hear from and, the media. And, that's and I want to reach out to those people. I want to say to those people, please do your research. Like I, I'm not going to judge how somebody votes, um, but please do your research. You know, th those low information voters, those are the people that Hillary Clinton called deplorables and shame on her for doing that. Mm, you know, I think yeah, that's- that was, that was on the right. That, that, I, 
but no, let me that. finish. Well, I don't, I don't you can disagree. That. I don't care. Um, so my point is, yeah, please, please do your research. Please don't, don't be influenced by a TikTok that you saw. And I'm, I guess I'm really speaking to younger people, like do your research and, and vote your, your conscience. I mean, you don't, I remember one time a friend got mad because when I said I didn't vote straight down the ticket Democrat, she got upset with me. I'm like, why would I do that? Like, I'm not, I'm not. And if you're, if you're not a hundred percent sure you want that person as your president, then guess what? You don't actually need to vote either. So there is the option of not voting. I mean, I like to encourage people to vote, but well, if you're not happy, then don't <laughs> vote. Well, that's funny because that's where I was going. With I've taken a lot of crap over the years of, saying you know everybody always says oh you have to vote you have to vote you, no, you know, don't. you've got to get out there it's your right and everything yeah it's your right but when the framers framed the constitution it was a well-informed electorate well-informed and smaller okay? much smaller well yeah no but, but one of their one of their commandments if you will was for a well-informed electorate yeah we do not have a well-informed electorate any longer we do not. And I encourage people, if you, the only reason you're voting is if somebody tells you that you have to vote, you don't. No, you don't. So if you don't want to vote, don't. Don't vote. Yeah. <laughs> Please yeah. don't. Yeah. But just also just do your research and look at different sites and don't just trust uh, a Reddit thread or a TikTok <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Or an influencer yeah. telling you to vote a certain way. I mean, just don't, you know, just do your research. Yeah, uh, if, you're, I mean, if you're getting your, your election information off of TikTok, uh, we have a problem. We do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Chinese government. It is TikTok. the Chinese government. So, yes. which is why we are not on TikTok. So that's so true. People have asked. That's We're not, true. not going to happen. So, all right. Are you ready to lighten it up? Shall we? All right. So this is my favorite segment this week in woke. What do we have? Edward? I don't know how light this is because it's just going to piss a lot of people off probably, but let's go to our good jazz Shaw. Over we'll higher. Yeah, he, uh, we'll put that in the show yes, notes. Yes, cool dude. So here's the headline. Chicago removing police from schools. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I really thought when Edward read this headline to me, I thought it was made up. No. I really did. No. But go ahead and tell Let's us. Let's go to the later. article, shall we? Yes. Chicago is advancing <laughs> an effort to scrap a $10.3 million program that places police officers in Chicago public schools. We often call them school resource officers, yeah, right? To make yeah, it sound yeah. less threatening and direct their full removal by the 2024-2025 academic year. Which we're coming up on. Yes, now, Democratic Mayor Brandon Johnson, uber leftist, okay, is backing a measure to remove school resource officers and find a different plan to, quote, create a comprehensive whole school safety policy without them. This includes finding the root cause of the violence in schools. Now, I just maybe they can enlist Kamala for this, right? Yeah. Because she she's good at finding root causes. The root of... cause of violence in schools. <laughs> I have two words for you: gangs and bullying. Yeah. And those aren't those those can overlap, but don't always. And I think what really pisses me off is that when my sister was attending Burbank High in 2000, 2001 was her freshman year. They, they had security officers and that made me feel good because there was an, an ongoing gang problem in the area, even though it was one of the better high schools. I mean, I, that made me, made me feel better for the students that they were there on site. Well, I take this a little farther where I further that that I am for 
well-trained teachers to be armed also. I, I think if they're former military or yeah, they go through requisite training. Yeah, that's disagree on a little bit. No, I, you know what? I always look at it like this. And, and again, I've mentioned it in the past, but I was very close to the Parkland school shooting. Uh, when your kids went there. Coach there. Yeah, coach runners and things there. And one of the kids that I coached was actually killed. And, you know, if if somebody, and take Uvalde, Texas, right? If If you've got somebody in a classroom with the door locked, systematically executing children, yeah, I want that teacher to possibly be armed. Yeah, I so know. I just, if as a I'm former a parent, teacher, I have yeah, very absolutely. mixed feelings so, about that. But go ahead. Back to the article. So yeah. he writes, keep in mind, this is the same mayor, this Brandon Johnson, who recently announced that Chicago would be pulling the shot spotter crime detection system. Now, now what, what is that? Shot spotter is, it is an audio system that's placed throughout the, the city. We have actually here in Birmingham, okay. but I don't think we're allowed to use it. Okay. Well, because most of the shots come from certain neighborhoods. Okay. And but what, what it does, it do? what what it does it do? is it, it triangulates where the shot came from. Okay. So police can respond immediately. Okay. So it's kind of like a, a, a GPS for it's gunshots. It's a location for shots. Yes. GPS so, for gunshots. Yeah. Okay. So, so he's pulling the, the, that, that system out of the city at the end of the nine-month extension that they had just signed. And of course, the police unions object to it, but the mayor has turned a deaf ear to them at a time when they've obviously got rising crime rates there. So, you know, and this is, he wanted, he wanted to keep them in Chicago. I actually heard a story on this, this exact topic. He wanted to keep them in Chicago until at the, till the end of the Chicago, uh, uh, the Democratic Convention, which is in Chicago this year. Oh, so, yeah, that's yeah, smart. Yeah, he wanted to do that. There. And they just said, basically, F you, we're pulling out now. So good for shots, daughter. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. That is a little bit of a downer. But but it is like, it's just, what are you thinking? Well, yeah, what mean, are you thinking? Yeah, well, you know what? Back to that. Because, because he, in, in the article, and, and I didn't mention it here, he talked about reimagining this. Reimagining what? Well, the, the whole crime and violence in schools and the whole deal. Don't you remember 2020? Wasn't that long ago when we started reimagining police departments, right? Where oh, we're we going to defunding them? Well, yes, we're going to. Anytime somebody uses the word reimagine, it means they have no clue what to do. Yeah, <laughs> but it sounds good that somebody with great intentions is going to come up with this, you know, peaceful, pacifistic, you know, solution. And it, it, you know, maybe you should work at Disney. Remember, didn't they have like Imagineers there? Was originally was yes. there, yeah, was it was their people? But yeah, when anytime somebody says we're going to reimagine something, ask for specifics, please. Yeah, what does that mean? That doesn't work. It never works out well. It doesn't All say right, often. So that's a fun we can woke. Um, yes, you're welcome. So Chicago <laughs> is getting more dangerous, not less. And Correct. if your kids are in public school in Chicago, they will no longer have security officers on campus. That's yeah. terrible. I can't wait for the convention there. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. And last, By the way, last time I was there was 1968. I know. And there were a lot of problems. Yes, there were. Uh, yes. All right. So um, it is time to do some shout outs. Uh, All right, shout yes, we. We've got some reviews. We got a five star review from Ethan of, well, shit francisco mm -hmm. um and the title of the review is you need this podcast in your life oh. yeah i know thank you so much and he says it's a burst of fresh air to hear two people having a political conversation without um hyperbolic accusations and doing it with a sense of humor too 
I recently discovered this podcast without a doubt. It's one of my favorite ones. The only thing that can improve the show is to extend its length. Oh. 30 minutes is just a cruel tease. Happy face. <laughs> I can listen to Andrea and Edward for hours. Aw, Ethan. Well, what, what, what he doesn't see is until the light comes on that we're on air, we're just screaming at him. <laughs> it's just horrible. We did have an argument. We did. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We did. We had an argument this morning. And, about and the show. About the show. That. And Edward said, I guess I'm not getting a kiss. And I already had my lipstick on. I was like, <laughs> fuck no. You're not getting a kiss. Um. All right, so we have another, yeah, yeah, yeah. Potty I, I, potty mouth. You were potty mouth. I was a little yes. bit, I apologize. Right. Uh, another five-star review from Joanne, a.k.a. Molly. We called her Molly in the past, um, and she's okay with us saying her real name now, so thank you. So she says, getting the Project 2025 discussion started, she, was, she wanted us to get into this. Um, so she said, you know, Edward presented a list of objectives that need to be met in setting up any new administration. But as your father, she's talking about mine, expressed, some of we D's, the Dems, have concerns over the presumptive new president's criteria for selecting those who will fill the shows, shoes of many and who will be given a pink slip. She would, oh, this is for you, babe. Mm -hmm. Perhaps ever could dive deeper into Trump's plans for sweeping expansion of presidential power. Of course, my significant other, who's an R, doesn't think we have anything to be concerned about. It's policy alone that matters. Thanks so much for getting the discussion started in today's episode, and let's keep it going. Yeah, let me address that, Joanne, okay. a.k.a. Molly. Um, yeah, I mean, the Project 2025, for people that don't know, is a project to help the new administration, if it's a Republican administration, uh, properly uh, uh, put personnel into these positions of power yeah. and all through the administration. That They go, you know, really deep because... Yeah. Here's here's always been the problem in the past, you know, these for any president, for any president. Yeah. But the problem is, is most of the people in the air quote deep state, the people that are lifers in D.C., they are more way more on the left without question. They, their voting records prove that they are far left. And even if you have a figurehead who's a conservative or Republican at the top of that cabinet or department, the people underneath that person are always trying to undermine the goals that are stated by the president and passed on down to those administrators. And this project eliminates or gets rid of a lot of people mm. that are not on board. And that was a huge problem with Trump in his first term because he had, he put some good people in, he put some crappy people in too, but they were constantly being undermined by their underlings. Yeah. And that cannot happen if you want your, vision to go through for America. It and, cannot happen. And I'll just add, I think the whole idea behind this, um, yes, it's being driven by conservatives, but this would apply for any new president. There are just so it, many positions. It to fill. does. Now, this reminds me of a story real quick. Okay. It was Barack Obama had just beaten John McCain. Okay. And he, John McCain still thought he had some power. And okay. Barack Obama actually invited him to a meeting with a bunch of other cabinet people around the table. And John McCain started to voice his opinions on some things. Yeah. And Barack put up his hand, he shut him down, and he says, John, elections have consequences. And that was the last, basically, you heard of John McCain, you know, doing anything with Barack. Basically, it was F you, I won, which is true. Which is true. And that is fine. Yeah. And the same thing should go for being able to put your personnel in place, no matter what party you have. 
Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, two more things. Just want to say, especially since we're live, we are looking for an intern. This would be unpaid right now. So an unpaid intern wanted to help us with the production of the show and with the social media post and all those fun things. And also we're looking for guests. So if you are a legal immigrant to the U.S., whether you, you know, came here as an adult or as a child, we would love for you to come on and share your story. We want to have start having guests and we've really connected with with some of the stories we've we've heard offline or off air, okay. if you will. So if you're a legal immigrant and you want to share your story live on the show, we want to hear from you. Yeah, we've got some shows that are on this subject coming up and we, we would do. love to love to hear from you. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us today live. Please follow us on all the social media platforms and you can join us live on most Sundays. I know we've been gone for a while, but we will be back next Sunday. And then one after that at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We stream live on YouTube, Rumble, LinkedIn, X, formerly known as Twitter and Facebook. And um, just just like, um, let's see, Ethan and Joanne, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast available wherever you're listening right now. The podcast audio only episode always drops the day after. So on Monday morning, and uh, we are looking still to create our locals community. We will let you know as soon as we have it. And you can find us and reach out to us and comment and email us at myfavoriteconservative.show. That's myfavoriteconservative.show. Dot show. All right. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.